In our first reading from Ecclesiastes, I think sometimes people read the book of Ecclesiastes in, in too absolute of a fashion, and it sounds too pessimistic. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity, says the preacher. And he goes on and on and on for about 12 chapters making the same point in a very powerful and poetic manner. Sometimes people take him a little bit too, uh, I think, um, in, in an absolute sense. So how I look at, at the book of Ecclesiastes is like this. There's an ancient saying from St. Ignatius of Antioch, and he says, uh, he says, different ailments, different remedies for different ailments. Okay, so... You know, you got to diagnose the problem and then you got to put the right medicine uh, to, to work to, to heal that problem. And so there's a particular problem that you can have that the book of Ecclesiastes is a really good remedy for. And that problem is essentially basically living your life as if God doesn't exist, as if the world is the supreme reality, as if created reality is the supreme reality. And uh, so people who, 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 live their lives as if this world is the only thing that they've got. And so they cling to it like an idol. And they will uh, invest everything that they have simply because they think of happiness as purely this worldly. And so when you read Ecclesiastes, he really kind of puts that that's that kind of illusion to rest because he shows you that the created world, there's a certain kind of inherent vanity to it. We are made of dusts, to dust will we return, and that's that's how things go. So if you want, uh, you know, even if you uh, want some kind of worldly honor and glory and remembrance and you want to become famous, that's what I, you know, when I study the social media stuff, they say that the kids, they all want to be famous because the... Uh, um, uh, YouTube and all of the uh, Instagram and all of the, these sorts of social media platforms, they they make it so that you as an individual can be a Hollywood star. You know, you can be out there and everybody can see you. And so everybody wants to be famous. That's the that's the new thing nowadays. Um, and uh, so for people who have that kind of sickness, that kind of ailment, because it is an ailment. Ecclesiastes is a great, it's a great remedy. At the end of, the, of our passage here, he says, um, There is no remembrance of the men of old, nor of those to come. Will there be any remembrance among those who come after them? So if you want to become famous in this world, essentially what he's saying to you is it's not going to happen. Your memory will eventually fade away to nothing. <laughs> so it's, it's, again, it's a good remedy for, for those who have a particular sickness that they, they want to be famous in a worldly sense and they want to, they think that the world is, is essentially, they have this illusion that it's eternal and, and Ecclesiastes, uh, disabuses you of that illusion. On the other hand though, something that Ecclesiastes only hints at towards its end and that the rest of the Bible testifies to is that there is a God who transcends this world and there is an eternal life. And uh, our reputation, and if you want to be famous, if you will, you know, uh, should be aimed towards that. So, St. Vincent de Paul, here we go. Actually, many generations have passed since he's around, and he is still famous in a certain sense. His name continues on, and because he's a saint, it will never be forgotten for all eternity. And that's, that's our goal and our aim as Christians, is we want to be famous in the eyes of the saints, and we want to have... A reputation and, uh, and a certain honor and a glory uh, that comes from God and not from uh, the world. 
we do that how? Well, let's look at St. Vincent de Paul. He lived in about 400 years ago in France, and he started to put into effect a lot of different charitable causes and um, movements. His religious congregation that he founded, the Vicentians, Vicentians, it's a congregation of priests dedicated to um, to teaching and but also to charitable works. And like the poly box that we have is named in the honor of this of this particular saint. And so they're known for there's thousands of them. It's a, it's actually still a pretty healthy, thriving religious order. Um, this uh, many hundred years after he lived. And uh, so they put into effect God's charity in the world. And God's charity is eternal and it lasts. It's indestructible. It's not vain. Okay, We can't say of it vanity of vanities. Uh, it will never pass away. So my brothers and sisters, in light of, for example, like this, this charitable program that we'd like to get off the ground here, Family Promise, let's pray for it, that it's successful, uh, and that we can make a real difference uh, and that we can bring the love of Christ into the world. Uh, after this past weekend, we've got quite a bit of momentum going, so there's good news. Um, from what I understand, uh, John and Melody Elwood have moved into the kind of the top coordinator uh, volunteer position. There's four sub-coordinator positions that seem to be being filled up pretty pretty good. So this weekend, we're going to put out a, a sheet that explains all the specific tasks that need to be done during the host week. Uh, for the little volunteers, so to speak, and we'll be we'll be asking for people to sign up for those, and there'll be someone named who's like your manager, so to speak, your coordinator for your given uh, kind of team, and uh, so I, I hope that that comes together, uh, and we 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 pray that it does through the prayers of Saint Vincent de Paul.